Chapter Three of the Life of Benjamin Franklin. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Life of Benjamin Franklin by Samuel G. Goodrich. Chapter Three. His journey. His dinner with the old gingerbread woman. Arrives in Philadelphia. Anecdote of the rolls. Attends the meeting house of the Quakers. Suspected of being a runaway. Employed by Keimer. Noticed by Governor Keith. Visit to Boston. Return. On approaching the island, the crew found themselves in a place where there could be no landing, as it was a stony beach and a violent surf was rolling. They cast anchor and remained in that situation through the night. As the spray dashed over the boat, they were all, in a very short time, as wet as the unfortunate Dutchman. The wind went down on the next morning, and they were able to reach Amboy before night, having been thirty hours on the water without victuals or any drink but a bottle of dirty rum. In the evening Franklin found himself feverish and went to bed. As he drank plentifully of cold water, his fever left him, and in the morning he proceeded on his journey. After crossing the ferry, he traveled on foot, notwithstanding a violent rain, till noon. Being now thoroughly soaked and tired, he stopped at a poor inn, where he spent the remainder of the day and all night. He now began to wish that he had never left home. His prospect of procuring employment, even when he should arrive at Philadelphia, was uncertain. He thought of the distress his sudden disappearance must have occasioned to his parents. Besides all this, he made such a sorry figure that he was suspected of being a runaway servant, and in danger of being taken up on that suspicion. On the next day, however, he continued his journey, and arrived that night at an inn within eight or ten miles of Burlington. The next morning he reached Burlington, where he expected to find boats to sail immediately for Philadelphia. It was Saturday, and he had the mortification to find that the regular boats had just gone, and that no others were expected to sail before Tuesday. Franklin returned to the shop of an old woman, of whom he had bought some gingerbread to eat on his passage, and asked her where he had better go to find lodgings. She proposed to lodge him in her own house till a passage by some other boat offered itself. He accepted the invitation, and dined with the old woman that day on ox-cheek. All that she would take in return was a pot of ale. Franklin had supposed himself fixed till the next Tuesday, but as he was walking in the evening by the side of the river a boat passed by with several people going to Philadelphia. They took him in and proceeded on their voyage. The weather was very calm, without a breath of wind stirring. They were obliged to row all the way. Reaching Philadelphia about eight or nine o'clock on Sunday morning, they landed at Market Street Wharf. Our young traveller had sent his best clothes by another conveyance from New York, and he was in his old working dress. His pockets were stuffed out with shirts and stockings, and he knew not where to look for lodgings. He was tired with walking, rowing, and want of sleep, and was, besides, very hungry. His whole stock of cash was a single silver dollar and about a shilling in copper coin. The copper he gave to the boatman for his passage. As he walked along the street, gazing at the new things he saw, and wondering what would be the end of his trouble, he met a boy with some bread. Inquiring where he had bought it, Franklin went immediately to the place where he was directed, and asked for three pence worth of bread. He received three large puffy rolls, and having no room in his pockets, 
walked off with a roll under each arm and eating the third. In this manner he walked up Market Street as far as Fourth Street, passing by the house of Mr. Reed, whose daughter he afterwards married. This young lady was standing at the door as he went by, and probably thought he made rather an awkward appearance. After walking about the street some time, eating his roll, he found himself again in the neighborhood of the wharf where he had landed. He went on board of the boat and gave his two remaining rolls to a woman and child that had been his fellow passengers down the river. He again walked up the street, which was by that time filled with a large number of neat, well-dressed people, who were all walking the same way. He joined them and was led into the great meeting-house of the Quakers near the market. Sitting down among them, he looked round a while, and as nothing was said, fell fast asleep from drowsiness. His nap continued till the meeting broke up, when someone was kind enough to awake him. He then walked down towards the river, and meeting a young Quaker, whose countenance pleased him, he asked where a stranger could get lodgings. They were then near a house with the sign of the Three Mariners. Here, said the Quaker, is a house where they receive strangers, but it is not a reputable one. If thou wilt walk with me, I'll show thee a better. He conducted Franklin to the crooked billet in Water Street. There he dined, and during the dinner several questions were put to him by persons who supposed him to be a runaway. On the next morning he dressed himself as neatly as he could, and went to see Andrew Bradford, the printer. Here he found the old gentleman, whom he had met in New York, and who travelled on horseback, had got to Philadelphia before him. Mr. Bradford received him very kindly, but as he was not at that time in want of a hand, could only recommend him to a printer who had lately set up in town by the name of Keimer. This man had then nothing for him to do, but promised him employment soon. Meanwhile, he was invited to lodge with Mr. Bradford, and to assist when there was any extra work in the printing office. Franklin soon found that neither of the printers knew anything about their business. Keimer was, before long, able to give him constant employment. He did not like, however, that any one should live with his rival Bradford while he worked for him. Lodgings were, therefore, procured for Franklin with Mr. Reed, whose house he had passed on his first arrival while eating his roll. He had now made some acquaintances about town, and passed his time very pleasantly. By industry and frugality he gained money, and gave up all thoughts of returning to Boston. The governor of the province, Sir William Keith, had accidentally become acquainted with him, and was desirous that he should set up in business for himself in Philadelphia. He promised to procure for him the public printing of the government, and to assist him as much as possible by his influence and patronage. It was concluded that Franklin should return to Boston, with a letter from the governor, to prevail upon his father to assist him in the establishment. Towards the end of April in 1724, he left Philadelphia for this purpose. He sailed in a little vessel that was bound for Boston, and in about a fortnight was safe in his father's house. His sudden appearance surprised the family very much, but they were all delighted to see him, and treated him with great kindness. Soon after his arrival, he paid a visit to his brother at the printing office. He had on a new suit of clothes, wore a watch, and had about five pounds in silver in his pockets. Feeling rather elated by the success he had met with, he made quite a display of all his good fortune before his brother's apprentices and journeymen, and ended by giving them a dollar to drink his health with. This visit offended his brother very much, for he thought it was intended to mortify him. 
The letter of the governor was without any effect. His father was very glad that Benjamin had been able to gain the confidence of so eminent a man, but would not consent to his request. He wrote a civil letter, thanking Sir William for his promise of patronage, but saying that his son was altogether too young to be entrusted with the management of so important and expensive an undertaking. Franklin gave so pleasant an account of Philadelphia that his old friend Collins determined to go on and try his fortune there. Seeing no prospect of restoring harmony between the two brothers, his father consented that Benjamin should return to Philadelphia. He advised him to steady industry and frugality, and promised to assist in setting him up in business when he should reach the age of twenty-one. With the approbation and blessing of his parents to follow him, he embarked for New York on the way to his future home. End of chapter 3 Recording by Lee Smalley